Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to Headliner Radio, where we are delighted to be joined by DJ, writer and six music presenter Steve Lamack. Steve, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you and uh, whereabouts are you joining us from? So uh, I'm well, thank you very much for asking. Uh, I'm in uh, the, well, it's the office room at home, um, which houses about half the record collection. You can see some of the CDs in the background. Quite a lot. You can't see the vinyl or you or my Culture United shrine, uh, which <laughs> I'm facing at the moment. But uh, that's where we are. Very nice. Um, so I wanted to start firstly by saying congratulations on uh, 20 years of six music um it's an incredible milestone for the uh for, for the station to have reached and um as you know rightly deserved all the kind of applaud it's been getting over the last few days um i just wanted to ask how it you know what what you make of the fact that tw- that um that the six music has made it to, to 20 years given you know particularly 10 years ago the kind of challenges it, it faced at that point what is it interesting, interesting isn't okay it? To its yeah success? i think one of the things yeah one of the things that the anniversary has almost forced us into is actually analyzing i suppose what it is that six music does well and why we're still here and i mean it may sound like we're blowing our own trumpet but i think one of the reasons is the way six music has adapted and grown with the audience which is out there i mean i think even when we started 20 years ago i don't think anyone expected the change in the sort of the musical demographic which we've seen you know there was there was a point where you know people started growing out of pop music when i first started going to gigs properly in london at the end of the 80s if you saw anyone over the age of 30 it was like what are you doing here granddad (laughs) now now it's completely changed and it's changed a lot in the last 20 years i think and i think six music was perfectly placed to understand that music that's being produced now um is um is open to all i think um people of all ages and all genres and the way six music has adapted to that it's just getting the feel of the audience and understanding what the audience who the audience are for starters and then you know what sort of what you can what you can bring them really and we're we're very fortunate to have a very inquisitive and enthusiastic audience on several levels from the people who go to three gigs a week to people who you know go out every you know once a month or something but um ardent records you know collectors or fans and um yeah we have we have an incredibly diverse audience but i think six music success is understanding that and trying to represent it with the music that we play yeah absolutely i mean it does seem like the six music audience seems you know especially devoted to that station in a way that i I don't know if you really see with many other stations if if any Mm. i mean do why do you think that there is such commitment to the station from listeners because it it really does feel like pete whether it's the station as a whole or whether it's particular shows or presenters that people seem to have a bit of an affinity with it does seem to inspire a real real sense of kind of fandom almost rather than than a listenership well i think when i think because their fans naturally a lot of you know the 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 listeners are just interested in in music really and and i I mean we don't i think possibly if anything six music was a a little bit cliquey when we first started you know we had 
it was a, quite a serious station, but now I think we're far more accessible to a lot of people. Um, I mean, the, the, probably the word community is probably overused a little bit, but we are a kind of gang. You know, there is us and the listeners, and there's nothing really between us because um, um, we all like the same things. It just happens that, you know, a few of us are over the other side of the desk, you know, uh, doing the radio. But I think the other thing is that, <coughs> excuse me, it's not a station you grow out of no. necessarily. You can grow up with six music and you can introduce the next generation in your house to music. Uh, and there's no there's no difference. We're not a we're not a genre specific or age specific radio station. And that's the rarity, really. Uh, when you look around, most radio ninety percent of radio stations are aimed at a certain age group or a, a certain type of music. And we're very fortunate not to have those boundaries. So um, you can you can feel at home in six music for a lot longer probably than you will feel at home at other places, other radio stations. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you think that's something that I mean, is absolutely is the case with Six Music, but we'll, we might start to see more of across the board with radio because it does feel like people, I mean, generally speaking, uh, seem a little bit less kind of, um, I'm thinking particularly younger listeners, uh, are not as kind of fussed about things like genre or whether something is new or old or contemporary now. It feels like people are sort of opening up their listening habits a little bit more. So do you think that that sense of what maybe 20 years ago might have been seen as, oh, that's the kind of station my mum and dad might listen to, is something yeah. that doesn't really exist as much anymore, that particularly younger younger people, teens, early 20s perhaps, are kind of going, actually, I don't really care whether this is new, whether it's old, it's just new to them, whether it's from whatever era it's from. They're less bothered yeah. about I where mean, they're I think getting there are, music from. You know? there, are, there, are still, there are still signs of how i suppose music used to be which was slightly more tribal uh i think um whether it was a type of music you listened to or you know, a type of music you listened to because you were of a certain age i think some of this actually began to change uh during Britpop, and at the time i think we possibly thought that was a bad thing um the losing of the the age gap um you know that sort of the the idea that the music that your mum and dad liked, you couldn't possibly like. Yeah. Um, and I think it became a problem for a while with Oasis at number one in the chart because your mum and dad were singing along because it reminded them of the Beatles. How can you rebel yeah. against your parents when they're humming along to the songs that by a band that you thought were your band? Yeah. It's quite, <laughs> but I think that's, you know, that's sort of, that's kind of changed now. And I think that generation gap possibly... Um, has eroded slightly. But then again, if you still felt like you wanted to like music that your mum and dad didn't like, you will still find that sort of music yeah. somewhere on Six Music, I think. I mean, if, you're, if your dad is constantly reminding you that he once saw The Clash in 1978, <laughs> then I'm sure he'd be slightly freaked out to know that all you listened to was Giles Peterson's World Jazz. <laughs> so, so I think, you know... Uh, it's the great thing about six music you can both embrace and embattle at the same time yes absolutely it's a brilliant way of putting it and um i mean one of the things that's been great great to see in particularly in recent years with six music is the amount of artists that have kind of broken through via six music it's been a great Mm. platform for helping bring certain acts through i was wondering who some of your kind of personal favorites have been anyone that, that has been a real kind of you know that's been their 
almost that primary vehicle, if you like, in breaking through that you've seen kind of pass through six music and then break out into the wider music world? Yeah, I mean, there's been lots over the years. I think one of the first ones that really meant anything to us, and um, I was, uh, for it's a very long story, but um, I was um, backstage at uh, Florence and the Machines gig at uh, Hyde Park. And uh, Florence's dad introduced me to everyone that day as the man who broke Florence mm. because um, we did a six music, went to uh, the South by Southwest festival in whatever it was, 2006, 2007. And I'd heard three demo tracks by Florence at the time. It was just Florence and, a, and the guitar at the time, just a duo. And just took a punt on it because it sounded so interesting. And, um, and that was sort of the that started the ball rolling from there. She played with MGMT on the six music bill at South by Southwest. MGMT then took her on tour around Europe. The momentum that gave her led to her record deal. And so the story goes. So I think that was one of the first where you actually saw something that you did create the kind of, you know, st- push the, the rest of the dominoes over. I mean, obviously, you have to be talented. <laughs> it wouldn't have yeah. worked if she was rubbish. But um, that, and I suppose, you know, more recently, you know, certainly, you know, we're, I think I think finding some of the bands who no one else cared about, who'd been around for quite a long time, a group like Catfish and the Bottlemen, who'd been around for years and no one really gave a damn about them really and then um we we pushed that quite hard and then that started uh that took off and then more recently obviously idols i suppose who are my archetypal underdog band there there i don't think there's a much better example of what i do than the success of idols finding a band that no one knew they wanted until you put it in front of them and it turned out that was exactly what they wanted. That's how I felt. I didn't know I was looking for, you know, a, a just just turned 30-something bunch of shouty punk rock fellas from Bristol until I saw them and then thought, you know, this is the classic sort of underdog outsider band that I enjoy um, putting in front of people. And um, so their success, I mean, it means quite a lot to us that to, to take a band from a back room in Bristol um, to number one in the charts is, you know, it's testimony to the fact that, you know, you've got people at Six Music will find the stuff and then Six Music will back you, however crazy they think you might, you yeah. might be. <laughs> um, you know, they will, they will, they will help you support those, support those bands across the station. And that's, you know, at its best, that's what we do really well. Yeah. I mean, were you at all surprised at just how kind of far idols have, have come since then because they have become in the you know in the for, for an indie rock band if you like they've become pretty huge you know the the mm. kind of the audiences that they play to now like you said reaching number one it's um it's no no small feat you know was were you surprised to see them take off in quite the way that they did yeah a little i mean i didn't realize there were so many um people like myself again yeah. who were uh, who just who felt such a connection with that band, I think. And 
yeah, I, yeah, I was surprised. I'm always surprised in a way how far some bands go. I mean, there are one or two bands that you think, well, I can see you being quite big. I think the first, I think when we, when we first started playing Arcade Fire, I sent myself over to the CMJ Festival in New York and this new band Arcade Fire with the, the talk of the festival. And I bought a copy of the album because it was out in, in America before it came out over here. Uh, and so we played that record for about four months before it was actually released in the UK. But you could tell that there was something about that, which, you know, might go onwards and appeal to people. But there are other bands, certainly, that you think, well, surely this is too extreme or surely this is too unfashionable um, to fit in anywhere. But um, but it's good and you know, proof that, um, yeah, there are still a lot of people who really want to lose themselves in um in a band's music and what they say to them yeah absolutely and um just on the on the six music festival i was wondering i mean first of all how much you're looking forward to getting back to the festival because it's been two years you know since the last one took place um and who are you looking forward to to seeing this year Oh, I mean, I mean, the bill is just littered with people, really. I'm still not seeing Lucy Dacus play live. So uh, Lucy Dacus is on the bill with Idols on the Friday night. It'll be lovely to see sports team again because I missed their Brixton Academy gig. Um, you know, you've got uh, bands around the fringe like uh, the Mysterines who are headlining on the Sunday night. And I've not seen them for however long, possibly a year, I suppose, since I've last seen them. And... Um, yeah, I mean, lots. Of, I mean, but bands you haven't, uh, bands I haven't seen yet, like the Bug Club, uh, whose singles I've enjoyed. Um, there's plenty of, yeah, there's plenty of bands on our bill, and I'm sure there'll be fringe gigs around um, that might throw up something else. Who knows? There might be, you know, there might be Cardiff's version of Idols um, yeah. out there somewhere that we might stumble across. But um, yeah, there's lots. There's a, there's a lot of things um, which I, I mean, self esteem as well. Um, uh, I didn't get to any dates on that on that last tour. So seeing the current self-esteem show and how gl- how glamorous and pop that is these days, um, yeah, I'm going to be quite yeah, quite looking forward to that. Amazing. I mean, what do you think of the the kind of city festival versus the you know classic you know being out in a field type of festival? Do you oh, have I'm, a all, I'm all I'm all for it. I'm yeah. absolutely all for it. It's a shorter walk home. You can get a bus. There's a corner shop if you run out of cigarettes or crisps. I mean, what else? And it's indoors. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not saying I, <laughs> I don't like outdoor festivals, but give me give me the choice of just wandering around from pub to pub uh, or venue to venue. I think I would probably I would probably take probably take that. That's why I quite like those um, uh, festivals which happen at. Um, uh, you know, holiday camps now. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's amazing. You finish at two o'clock in the morning. It's only a 10-minute walk back to your chalet. Yeah. I mean, what could be better than that? And it's warm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, do you have... Oh, well, actually, b- b- before before I come on to sort of highlights from recent uh, Six Music Festivals, will you be broadcasting from this year's one? Have you got any uh, kind of official involvement with, uh, with this year's event? Yeah, we'll be there. Um, well, I'll be there on the Thursday. Um, so there's a BBC introducing night on the Wednesday. Then the Thursday night, uh, we'll be kicking it off on air. Um, so Thursday, we're doing various bits and pieces. Thursday, Thursday show, what we'd like to do is try and look a bit uh, around the Cardiff music scene. 
uh, talk to some of the people who are involved. There's nothing worse than going to a place and then, you know, not um, uh, not representing it, I think. So yeah. we're going to spend Thursday's programme uh, talking about, you know, some of the music which has come through Cardiff and what's going on there now. Certainly about um, live music venues because they've lost a few, but there's still some important ones there and what can be done to support live music. Um and be going forward in Cardiff. So we'll do that. And then Friday, uh, we're doing the show again, and that'll be more based around the festival and interviews uh, with the bands. Get to interview Frank Black from Pixies again. Wait to see which Frank Black turns up, the happy yeah. one or the surly one. Um, so, yeah, and that will be the sort of official warm-up. Uh, and we're hoping at some point that uh, me and Hugh Stevens will be able to do a seven-inch um, DJ Sound Clash somewhere, which we're going to record and put out just before Pixies uh, goes on. Um, we're just looking for a venue where you can have a few people in during the course of uh, Friday lunchtime. Uh, and then I'll be there for the rest of the weekend introducing bands. And I'm doing an in-conversation with Joe Tolbert from Idols on the Saturday, uh, which ridiculous. they've only given us half an hour. Um, so I'm suggesting that we have a bell or a whistle which goes after three minutes so we can get through ten questions rather than two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how how important do you think something like, you know, the Six Music Festival is for the city that it turns up to every year? Is it, is it a really good platform for kind of showcasing and putting local talent in front of, you know, people such as yourself and other, other DJs, other people that are, you know, potentially there from the station talent spotting, you know, what does it mean for the, for the area that, that the festival is taking place in? Yeah, it's good. I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, I hope, you know, I always hope to come back with a load of, you know, bits and pieces, music, which, you know, you've been given or, you know, you get, as I said with Idols, because Idols played the Fringe in Bristol. That was where I first saw them. And, but I, saw, I mean, I saw a, three or four fringe gigs that that year um some better than others obviously um but hopefully what it gives you is more of an understanding of the the city itself and you know how how it works who's important where's the best places to play what the audience is like i mean one of the great eye openers which i mean i've because i always i've spent a lot of time following tours around the country i understand this but i think it's always really good for six music and people at six music to get out and understand that people around the country like different music you know there are geographically certain places where some music goes down better than others you know whether you've got the bristol melting pot or you've got the rock scene and the psychedelia of liverpool or you've got uh, the pure indie pop of sheffield every area is slightly different and identifiable by the music it likes so each time you go somewhere different it tells you another bit about that bit of audience um so i think that's really that's a that's a very relevant thing. Brilliant. And and just lastly, what have been some of your sort of personal highlights from from six music festivals gone by? Oh, um, well, Nadine Shah at the last one at the Roundhouse was really very very good. Uh, I think, and we had quite a good time in Liverpool. She drew the gun at Liverpool. That was good. Um, public service broadcasting playing in the foyer at uh, the Sage in Gateshead, which I think was the second year. Um, that was, I mean, that was terrific, really. So there were two, there were sort of bigger rooms, but public service broadcasting and sort of in the middle of all this chaos and watching people 
um, who had obviously never seen public service broadcasting before, at first scratching their heads and looking for the singer, and then um, and then being you know all walking past on their way to to the bar. And then just stopping there and going, what is this? Yeah. The amazing pull of music. Um, it was, yeah, it was just, it was, it was like they were some sort of magnetic planet, and all these people were being pulled into their orbit, um, and that was very enjoyable to watch, uh, really. So, yeah. yeah, it's been a few. Brilliant. And if, if the, is there anything that's kind of caught your ear so far this year that's come through Six Music? Anything that uh, you've been particularly enjoying or any records that are coming out soon that you're especially looking forward to? Um, I love the new Bodega album. Um, Yard Act, obviously the Yard Act records, um, uh, they were one of those bands because it has been incredibly difficult in the last couple of years uh, trying to work out um who's you know who's good because you couldn't go and see them live and i i can never really um state my colors to the mask really around it but i could never really infuse in a um in that in in the way i enjoy in that sort of slightly over the top enthusiastic this will change your life type of way until i've seen the band so i didn't get to see yard act until they played bedford Squires last year and we'd had at one point, me and my producer counted up 12 bands who were all basically in the same sort of musical area, um, all that kind of slightly post-punk, but with occasional spoken word. And I remember being in the studio one day, we counted all these bands up and just putting my head in my hands and going, I, I think it's Yard Act. Yeah. Is it Yard Act? I think it might be Yard Act. I think they're the one. Yeah. Are they the one? I'm going to say they're the one. Let's <laughs> hope they're the one. <laughs> and then going, and then going to see them, uh, as I say, at Bedford Squires, and it turned out they were the one. Yeah. And so that was, yeah, that was that was good. And there's um, there's a band who I only heard yesterday, who I know nothing about, who sound a bit like Yard Act, but they're from Yorkshire, called Thank, and they've got a, a track out called Dread, and the, the hook line is: There has never been a good band from London. There has never been. A good band from London, and it's just it's, br- it's brilliant. So you never know. Yeah, every every you know every week something comes along, and then you just have to. So my job is to whittle all the possibilities down, and you know put the best stuff uh, in, into the program. Um, but yeah, uh, and that's you know that's what we've been doing, and we'll carry on hopefully doing for a bit longer. Fantastic. Well. You know, congratulations once again on the twentieth anniversary. It's you know, it's fantastic uh, to see a stations you know thriving and doing so well, twenty years Thank on, you. and um, and all the best at the festival as well. And thanks so much for for joining us. It's a real pleasure to have you on the show again. Thank you. No, bless you. Thanks, Dan. Lovely. Cheers, Steve. Thanks very much. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.